0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now I'm joined by Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Pat. Are you a night owl or are you a
1: morning lark? I'm a night owl. Are you, which are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm a night owl. <laughs> you're a night owl as well. Yeah. No, but a night owl since I was a teenager. Yeah, I don't want to go to bed. I don't know what it is. I just, am up all night basically. I'm, I'm there at one and two in the morning thinking I should be in bed really but for some reason my, my constitution is keeping me up at late at yeah.
0: night. Now which way does it break down in the population? How many of us are night owls? How many are morning larks? Yes, yeah,
1: it's, it's well studied by the way. That's the first thing. That's called chronotype, whatever your chronotype is. And one recent study, 50,000 people were serving. Most are in the middle There's a a bell curve We call this And most are kind of There's extremes Some are extreme night owls Some are extreme morning larks And they're the ones Who are kind of stuck I guess I might have an extreme one But the vast majority Are somewhere in the middle And what that means is It's called plastic you could move into one or the other okay. if you like. And sometimes you can stay up late, sometimes early. So the majority are, are more in the middle than one extreme now, or the other.
0: are there predisposing factors to being a night owl or a morning lark? There are. And of course,
1: as ever, genetics comes into it. So there's gene variants that predict whether you'll be a night owl or a morning lark. One is called CLOCK. Good name for a gene name, that controls yeah. your rhythms. You know, that's a really important one. Period 2 is the other one. But a really interesting one, and this is all recent um, stuff, ASB1. If you carry a variant in that, you're probably going to be a night owl. And what was really interesting, we got it from Neanderthals. So Neanderthal DNA has been assessed. They were carrying that variant. Homo sapiens meets the Neanderthals, you know, many, many thousands of yeah. years ago. Procreates and the offspring then inherited this ASB1. So those of us who are carrying that variant probably got it from Neanderthals. That's, that's the idea. And, and
0: is that the idea that you, you're happier late at night? You stay awake yeah. late Because it would seem from a survival point of view, you'd be better off sleeping when all the animals are asleep that might eat you y- you would and yeah. th- that you wake just as they're waking up so you can be vigilant
1: yeah that's one idea but the, the reason why Neanderthals probably had it was the dark darkness of northern Europe you know the long dark winters so, so they had to be awake, awake at some point just to get food and stuff I suppose you know, so, so keeping yourself awake as it were your body being more likely to be awake at night probably was a survival advantage for Neanderthals but then we then some of us then inherited it, now we're stuck in, in the nighthouse situation
0: now th- there is something that is not just anecdotal it's I think fact teenagers yeah. do not like to get up in the morning. That's
1: right. And you know, again, another you know, big study, but there's tens of thousands of people are in these studies, which as we always know makes it more likely. So it turns out when you turn the age of 10, you're more likely to want to stay in bed for longer and you kind of turn into a bit of a night owl. Younger than 10, you're up with the lark and children, as we know, are often up very early. You know, But yeah. past 10 into puberty, you're inclined to want to stay in bed for longer. You're, you're mm. pivoting towards a night owl. And the study showed, Pat, men, um, it peaks at 21, that desire to stay in bed for longer. Women, it's 19 years of age. There's a bit of a, a sex difference there between the two. And then you, you, you get older and then when you turn 60, fat, you begin to revert back to what you were like before you were 10. So you're inclined to shift back towards morning larkness, as it were, okay. as you go into your late 50s, early 60s. And then the question is, why is that? And they think it's to do with hormones. But your your, your your steroid hormones, your testosterone begins to drop a bit and maybe that makes you more likely then to be a morning lark. So the, age seems to be a big factor as well.
0: Yeah. Now, obviously in years to come they'll be doing studies of the effects on screens on people you know looking at screens late at night but it turns out screens are not as damaging to your sleep as you might think. Yeah, that's right. The assumption was, and you've probably seen this, if, if you're on your
1: screen late at night, it will delay you getting to sleep because the light coming off the screen is somehow disturbing this rhythm. Big study, Pat, they got people to spend four hours before bedtime on their screens. Yeah, And they measured them then. And there was a tiny effect. They were falling asleep 10 minutes later than they would otherwise. So, so that's a not very, much of effect very small effect. Yeah, And of course, the reason is the light coming off the phone is pretty dim it's much dimmer than a cloudy day for example so that, okay. that light can't really impact us but if you're disturbed as you try to sleep you may, maybe you're reading something or you're watching a movie that agitates you you know and then you're, you know, you're, less, you're less likely to fall asleep yeah. so. So, the, so the main reason of screens is more what you're reading and looking at than the actual light coming off the screen is the current view of course that might change with more research
0: Now uh, I remember um, the the late uh, Professor Austin Darrow used to say that the two hours sleep you got before midnight they were the great ones uh, so try to get to bed before 10 o'clock and get asleep. But what is the evidence about health effects of, uh, you know, lots of sleep or little sleep?
1: Yeah, well, as you're, Pat, it's been going over decades, bed, early to rise idea, really, you know, I think Benjamin Franklin said that. But the evidence, and this, this is the more serious side, night elves are more likely to have type 2 diabetes, more likely to have heart disease and depression anxiety. They're a feature more in a night owl population than a young population. And again, it was 450,000 amazing numbers were, were studied on this and people filling in questionnaires and so on. So in other words, being a night owl might be bad for your health. And now of course, one reason might be your diet is worse at night. You might be eating junk food or something like yeah. that for late at night. You know? That might increase your risk of things like heart disease. But again, it looks as if that night owl sort of constitution, as it were, is slightly more damaging for some reason. Yeah. H- hence it can be quite serious.
0: Uh, I'm just wondering wondering about, you know, that REM sleep you're supposed to get and whether or not if you're, you're trying to get it later in the cycle, as it were. Yeah, yeah, there might be something in
1: that. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But I think mainly the reason why you, two hours before midnight, you get up earlier. All you need is seven, eight hours anyway. That's by yeah. that way. And you're more inclined to get up earlier then. And then the other thing that's really good, but it's the sunlight in the morning seems to be beneficial for some reason it decreases risk of these things so the earlier you get up the more benefit you can get from the natural daylight is one thing that's being explored
0: OK because uh, in the summer obviously uh, I use blackout blinds um so I don't wake up at four o'clock in the morning when the, the sun comes but maybe in the winter I should not be doing that. But exactly, yes. Make yeah. sure those blinds are not... Uh, Precisely. Down. Yeah, We
1: cra- yeah. We seem to crave the early morning sun is the way to think of it. And that yeah. early, early morning sun going in through our eye, into our brains, sets the body clock first of all mm-hmm. and then you will fall asleep yeah. a bit earlier so it sets the whole rhythm, you know. That's one reason. Yeah. But there could be other factors in, in, in my sunlight. This son morning,
0: reason. yeah, before six o'clock there was a slight lightning in the sun. Yes, and, yeah, it, lifted yeah, really, mood, and it lifted your
1: mood pad. it lifted was wonderful, yeah. No, and I, just, I was
0: going home last night at six and there was a little bit of light still there. So yeah.
1: That was quite good as well.
0: Now, can you then, uh, you talk about the plasticity of this yeah. curve, uh, the people on the curve. How do you change? If you'd say, I'd love to be a morning lark. Yeah. yeah. I could get so much more done. I could, you know, get out and about. And uh, How do you do that? Yeah. How do you change?
1: Now, again, um, it hasn't been done systematically yet. It's based on the sorts of things that keep you awake late at night and so on. The first thing most importantly is, of course, get, get try to set your alarm clock. <laughs> and if you set your alarm clock five or ten minutes early, every morning you gradually shift to an earlier chronotype and of course when you wake up then and the sun the daylight is there now it has to be done after sunrise Yeah, that daylight then begins to set the clock so that the, 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 you, set, you set your whole I suppose body clock to be earlier by simply waking up slightly earlier day by day and after about a week or two if you do this properly you will now be able to wake up at, at that earlier time naturally yeah. you see and now you're becoming a morning person so that's the first thing to set your alarm clock to be slightly earlier
0: Yeah, I, I mean I find at the weekends um, I still wake up at 5.45 uh, on the dot and then I look at the clock and I say, Oh, I don't have to get up. Yeah. Isn't that nice? But I, I still wake up at that time. <laughs> yeah. yeah and can, then yeah. I can go back and get sleep because yeah. obviously I'm a bit deprived.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're slightly deprived indeed. But, but that's the way to do it. Set your clock slightly earlier. The second thing is a psychological fan. I get this. So if you, if you, when you wake up, uh, instead of pressing the snooze button, count down three, two, one, and get up out of bed program yourself to do the countdown okay. and that will get you out of bed. Now remember now you're in the daylight you're in the sunlight situation and now the clock begins to get regulated. So some, a psychological trick like that. Uh, the second one I saw was if you, if you say to yourself there's three things I want to achieve today and remind yourself what they are and then do three, two, one, 2, 1 and that, then you get up out of bed and off you go kind of thing You know. So this you might certainly help have you. imperatives
0: You have imperatives exactly for the drive And then you. it's ready set, go, it's, uh, set, yeah. go. so yeah. it's three, and, two, and one,
1: up Exactly and then, and then your eyes detect the daylight Now don't look into the sun of course that's dangerous Even daylight with clouds that begins to set the clock then immediately If you're lying in bed in a darkened room for too long you're not setting the clock to an earlier state is the idea there you
0: know? Alright So and of course uh, uh, a cold shower will always A cold Well the shower's
1: got <laughs> the, the study's showing you if you jump in the shower and don't distract yourself with music, just just have a little bit of meditation in the shower, that's very beneficial as well. And again, that's helping to, to reset the clock. And then the breathing. In fact, remember this box breathing. If you breathe in a hole for four seconds, breathe out for four. Again, that seems to be to be
0: useful as well. There's a few mm-hmm. tricks you can do here. A uh, couple of uh, texts coming in. Uh, uh, can you be both, Owl oh, and uh, Lark? I get up at 5.30 for work during the week but can stay up really late all the weekend. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I'd love to get that
1: person's genetics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, they may have a combination of genes, you see, some that are more morning lark and some night owlish. One of my sons has been an incredibly deep sleeper his entire life. It's a disaster now that he's working. What he does now, he sleeps late, so he doesn't sleep so deeply. He has a good diet and exercises regularly.
1: Yeah, he sounds like a, a, a night owl, doesn't he, really, in a sense. Yeah. You know? So again, the trick the trick is to get him exposed to sunlight early. That that seems to be the secret message here and then the whole clock can get reset towards an earlier configuration and maybe he'll be able to yeah. the, the, have I know, deep uh, sleep. I think
0: it was Phillips used to make a, a clock that lit up uh, with the alarm, yeah. slowly like the dawn, but accelerated and it was producing daylight which was yes. presumably hitting your face. E-
1: exactly, that, that, that frequency is what you need, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. If you're a great night owl, you're probably a morning lark also, and at the same time says this one and a final one from Paddy and Terman Fekken, I heard the quote once how you wake up is how you sleep Oh that's interesting what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> but, if, if you wake good up, but if you wake up and you're alert immediately you get out of bed Pat, and then you're off and running basically for that to Luke O'Neill Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin thank you very much The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.